Welcome back to the Yellow Box Podcast. This week, we are joined by lead pastor Dave Ferguson as we conclude our series, More. For more information, please visit us at www.communitychristian.org. And remember, you can always find us on Sundays at the Yellow Box at 9.30 a.m., 11.15 a.m., and 5 p.m. And now on Monday nights at 6.30 p.m. We hope to see you there. Welcome to Celebration Generosity. I'm Dave Ferguson, and this is my brother John, and we're the founding pastors of Community Christian Church. Today marks the 11th year in a row that we've taken one weekend across all our community locations and devoted completely to generosity outside the walls of our church. Every week we take up an offering that furthers the Jesus mission here at Community. But we have just begun the first month of our brand new fiscal year. So as a bold statement of faith, we're going to take up an offering and give it all away to the four teams of Celebration Generosity. I love this day because what we're doing today is something no single location of community could ever do on its own. Every last cent that is collected this weekend will be given away. Over the past 10 years, that's totaled over $5 million. $5 million. I mean, that's truly incredible. Today, you're going to hear about the four amazing teams that are impacting the world. And we're going to challenge you to be a part of that impact through your generosity. I'd like for you to take this envelope and a pen. And I'd like for all of you to fill out the sections that say name, email, and location. Now, later on, your community pastor will explain how we're going to be using those envelopes at the end of the service. Well, today, we're wrapping up a fantastic series called More. And each week, we've been challenged to look past what our culture tells us about the good life. And when we have that feeling, there's got to be more than this, we're absolutely right. There is more. There is more life to be lived than what the American dream can offer. And the more that we desperately long for can be found in only one place, or rather, really only one person, and that's Jesus. And today, Jesus is offering us the chance to have more impact than we ever thought possible. He can take what we give and do something amazing, maybe even supernatural with it. Before we go any further, we want to give you a glimpse of how Celebration Generosity is giving hope to children in unthinkable circumstances through our partnership with Frontline Ministries in the Philippines. We also want to share a story with you from our Community 412 team. This team is committed to bringing hope to under-resourced neighborhoods in our own backyard by mobilizing Christ followers to be agents of compassion, justice, and love. These two teams have made a tremendous impact, literally changing and saving the lives of children both here at home and across the globe. Let's hear from them now. My name is Amy Plummer, and I am the new Community 412 Director. Our mission at Community 412 is to connect people to restore God's dream for the world. I started volunteering with Community 412 10 years ago at Gift Mart. Um, And in that moment, as a single mom, I really um, understood the value of dignity in how we went about providing charity. It's really about how do we partner and walk alongside somebody who is experiencing poverty or injustice, providing charity in a different way that values dignity for everyone. Last year, as a result of the Celebration Generosity funds that we received, we really accomplished a lot of things. Two highlights are the Gift Mart. It was our 15th anniversary last year. Over the course of 15 years, we've put 150,000 toys onto the shelf, and that's allowed parents to be able to reinvest over $200,000 into their community. It's 15 years of helping parents be the hero to their kids and to their community. But I also think about some firsts for us, our our first graduate of the Citizenship Tutoring Center, and also just that first year of Community 412 in Chicago. What we've been able to accomplish there with our Kids Hope Ministry um, has just been beyond what we had ever hoped it would be. 
I'm Steph Coleman. I'm the Community 412 Coordinator for Chicago and the Kids Hope Director here at John Palmer Elementary School. Because of your generosity, Community 412 was able to expand into Chicago last year. And we're really excited about all the programs we were able to do with Kids Hope, the Justice Series, our local partnerships by trying to provide places for people to volunteer, like food pantries, local homeless shelters. And I'm excited to expand. I'm excited to see what the needs are that are coming and excited especially to expand our Kids Hope program. My name is Erica Hostetler, and I am a mentor through Kids Hope at John Palmer Elementary School in Chicago. Being a mentor has been so surprisingly rewarding. We bonded over our love of terrible basketball and uh, Calvin and Hobbes comics. I would just leave these hour-long mentorships just feeling so fulfilled. Last year, uh, my student, his classroom was putting on a play, and my student asked me if I would like to go. He was so thrilled to see me in the crowd, and he just kept smiling at me, and I made a little video so that we could watch it together. And he was just so excited to have somebody there. And the teacher even emailed me afterward and said, you know, thank you for showing up. That's what they're looking for is that consistency. Um, somebody who, who wants to be there for them in even just that small amount of time uh, can make, you know, all the difference. Palmer has been so welcoming. They've been so amazing at giving us access to the teachers, to talk to them, to know from the teacher's point of view, like what are some of the needs for the kid. And so to be that person is, is huge and it really does just require being willing to show up one hour a week consistently for the school year. It makes a difference that you'll never believe. In this next year, we're really excited about two things. From a people development standpoint, we're excited about expanding our Kids Hope programming. What we're also really excited about is the new Community Freedom location. Community Freedom is a partnership between Alpha, Community Christian Church, and New Thing to equip churches and inspire them to launch locations in prisons. We're really excited about being able to launch our own Community Freedom here uh, at the Joliet Treatment Center. Community Freedom will come in and provide services on a weekly basis and then small group programming. Then also, as they return home, we'll be able to provide mentoring and, and support for those families. We know that Community Freedom within the facility will create a positive cultural change as people find their way back to God. And then secondly, faith and a faith-based community that walks alongside you as you return home, that decreases your chances of returning back to prison. One of the things I love about Celebration Generosity isn't just that we have an opportunity to fund all of these programs, but that we also get an opportunity to talk to you about being a part of them. We partner people together, uh, communities together, not because one economically can support the other, but because we know that together um, we grow and become more like Jesus when we care for each other. My name is Jeff Bessina. I'm the founding director of Philippine Frontline Ministries. Frontline is a broad-based ministry that meets the needs of the Filipino people through four distinct ministries. One is through church planting. Another is through uh, compassionate ministries that are reaching out to people that are in need. The third is through education of young people. And the fourth is social enterprise or developing businesses that are meeting needs of people. In the past year, through your generosity, Frontline's been able to grow and expand its, its ministries significantly. With Frontline Worship Center, for example, we've gone from about seven or eight campuses. In just one year, we now have 17 different church locations in and around San Pablo City. We've been able to expand our, 
our ministries to the poor. We have uh, a dozen or more feeding programs that go on every week nonstop. This really puts us in connection with people in need. Face the Children is another beneficiary of Celebration Generosity Funds. So we've been able to expand that. We've got a new social worker. We've been able to hire a psychologist this year. We've seen two more of our Face the Children children uh, graduate from university with BA Psychology and a BA in Financial Management. This year is an ambitious year. Frontline Worship Centers intends to actually double its campuses from 17 to 34. At uh, Face the Children, you know, taking 25 more children in may not sound like a lot, but it's a big step. Also, we're excited about the Frontline Worship Center finishing its training center, which again is going to be a hub for training and development of leaders. At the same time with that, we have Frontline Christian Academy. The plans are all developed, the architectural plans are on the table, and we now have to break ground to put up a brand new school that will serve as many as a thousand students. So these are big things, and uh, it's, it is an ambitious and exciting year, and we believe that uh, God will provide. It, it is a year of faith. The relationship between Frontline and community has been a, a real blessing to us and I believe also to community, not only through the generosity, but also through the visits of so many of your leaders. Hundreds of people have made their way out to Frontline to, to see what we do and to work with us. One of your recent visitors, his name was Nolan Schiff and his wife, Melissa. They came out, they made the journey to Frontline. I think everyone always says, oh, your mission trip's going to be great. It's going to be life-changing. Boy, were they right. As a team, we were immersed into the lives of Frontline and their churches. We mixed the concrete, getting bricks and, and bringing those over, and then being able to go back three days later to church at that church that we helped build. I mean, it was incredible. On one of the last days that we were there, we rode to the mountains in a jeepney with Pastor Rolly. We visited the school there, and we went room by room and met all of the wonderful children. We turned several corners and got to the kindergarten room. That's where we got to meet Lorraine, uh, sitting in, you know, with knees up on her chair and, and being described by Rolly as, well, that's Lorraine. She just got diagnosed with a heart defect, and she, she sits like that so she can breathe. Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Pastor Rodney. I have here Lorraine. She's from uh, Aquino, from the mountains. It was really impactful for me, for the team, meeting Lorraine, and uh, who now is five and a half. My daughter Avery, who was five and a half when she passed away, um, had a congenital heart defect as well when she was born. We couldn't help but want to do something, and this made it just that much more personal. When we came down from the mountains, all of us wanted to know what we could do with uh, for Rolly in that moment. So we all did this, and like anybody would do, the first thing we can do is, uh, as people pockets. is reach into your pockets and, and just go, here, it's $93. And that's what our team had in that moment to, to give and help Rolly. Rolly was able to get Lorraine and her mom and dad to the Philippine Heart Center. They got blood work done, a diagnosis, Lorraine's uh, parents were so moved, they said, we have nothing but we want to donate our property to you to uh, start your church on our property. So now we have a new church there. The first church service on Lorraine's parents' property, uh, 27 people showed up. About half of them got baptized that day. Lorraine's parents got baptized and more and more people keep showing up. More and more people keep getting baptized. It's just this huge ripple effect from $93. In speaking to Rolly, they've, they've managed to help Lorraine actually um, get registered at the Philippines Heart Center. Um, 
she is due to have her surgery um, in the early part of October. I'm going back so that I can be on the ground when Lorraine has her surgery. What's Frontline doing? They are changing lives They're, every yes. minute of every day. And boy, does our generosity go along. I'll tell you what, I, I love just personally getting to be a part of Celebration Generosity. I mean, just think about it. I mean, I get to help plant a church in a prison, right? I get to help. I don't know if you caught this or not, but one of the stories that came out of Frontline there, they're talking about the, the two that graduated from college. Those were kids that, that, that once were living on the streets that went through their Face the Children program that are now graduated from college and making a living in productive citizens and having awesome lives. I get to be a part of that. And how about this story about little Lorraine? I mean, does that just break your heart? And, 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 and the Schiff family, too, it, it, it's kind of cool. Um, you heard Nolan say that he was going to get to be there in October. Well, actually, they're there right now. I didn't know this was going to happen, but we got a text during the first service from Nolan, and, uh, excuse me, from Nolan, and his, um, she had her surgery, and he's out there, and uh, let me just read you the text that, that he sent to us. If I can find it. There it is. It says, uh, it says, Lorraine is recovering. Her fingers are no longer blue. Her lips are no longer blue. Her family is now able to be with her at the hospital. And they have talked to her and they fed her. And she is on the road to recovery. Is that good or what? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we'll be back in Manila tomorrow, and we hope that Celebration Generosity is bigger than ever. And, and again, here's what I want to stress with you, okay? Just step back for a second, because there's not very many opportunities in your life where, you, where it's, where it's where a clear, just kind of like, here is your opportunity to make a difference. Here is a chance for you to, to impact some people in a very, very real way that gives your life purpose and makes a huge difference for them. That's what Celebration Generosity is. There's a, there's a story in the Bible, a terrific little Bible story, that really kind of demonstrates how when we just trust God with a little bit, how he can multiply it and make an even bigger impact, more of an impact than we, we ever would have imagined. It takes place on the hillside near the Sea of Galilee, and there's this great crowd of people that have now swelled and gathered to hear Jesus teaching. Jesus is this awesome teacher, this incredible, inspiring kind of teacher, and everybody's leaning in on, and, and kind of listening to everything that he has to say. And time is just quickly passing by. They don't even notice it because everything he says is so captivating and so compelling that pretty soon now it's dinner time. It's dinner time and everybody's starting to get hungry, but they're still listening. And, and so Jesus' disciples decide, you know what, it's dinner time. We need to feed somehow, take care of this crowd. What do we do? They start problem solving and they put their heads together. They come up with an idea and then they come to Jesus. And, and here's what they say to Jesus. They say this. They say, hey, Jesus, maybe you didn't realize, but we're in this remote place. It's already getting late. We ought to send this big crowd away so they can go to the village and they can buy some, foods for them, buy some food for themselves. Jesus takes it in, but then he has a different idea. He looks at his disciples and here's what he says to them. He says, they don't need to go away. You. <laughs> you give them something to eat. And they are completely befuddled by Jesus' directions here. 
This, this makes no sense to them at all. Because here's this huge crowd, this mass of people with this great need. And he's saying he wants a handful of people here to put a little bit they have to meet this huge need. And maybe in some ways, when we take a look at the great needs of the world, and maybe some of them that you saw on the screen today, and you think about the little bit that you have, you're going like, what can I do? What could I possibly do? What could I possibly do? And so they actually do. The, the disciples protest. They kind of say, well, well, but Jesus, you don't understand. They said, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. And here's what I love. I love Jesus' next comment, okay? Don't just think about the disciples, but now think about yourself. Here's what he says to them. He just looks at them and says, hey, those five loaves and two fishes, you bring them here to me. I kind of imagine him smirking a little bit. You bring them here to me and see what I do. And so they do. They obey him. They bring it to him. They place it in his hands. He's, he's saying, just trust me with that little bit. Trust me. And what happens next? What happens next was something nobody anticipated or expected except maybe Jesus. And here's what happens next. Look at this. So good. He says that he directed the people, sit down on the grass. The masses, the huge crowd, sit down on the grass. Then he takes the five loaves and two fishes that his disciples had given him. He first of all, he looks up to heaven. He gives thanks to God. And then he starts breaking them. He starts breaking them. He starts breaking the loaves. And then he gives the loaves as he breaks them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the people. And look what happens next. With a little bit that he gave to Jesus, what Jesus says, look at this. It says, and they all, talking about the masses, the huge, huge, huge crowd, they all ate and were satisfied. And then the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. And the number of those who ate that day was about 5,000 men. That's besides all the women and children. Do you see what happened there? There's this huge need, and Jesus says, just trust me with a little bit. You just trust me a little bit, and I'll do something more than you could ever imagine. More of an impact than you could ever imagine. So they do. He takes that little bit. I would love to have been there when he's breaking the loaves. Just keeps breaking and breaking. They're going like, how's he doing this? Because he's breaking and breaking and breaking. They pass him out, they pass him out. Not only, this is the part of the story that gets missed a lot of times. Not only does everybody in the crowd get fed, right? Everybody gets fed. But did you catch the last part of it? There's leftovers, there's, left, there's leftovers. It's almost like Jesus is showing off a little bit. Because then he collects the leftovers and the people that gave up, they thought they were giving up everything they had. They thought they were giving up their lunch. Actually, he gives them the leftovers. And not only do the people get fed, but the people that gave actually leave with more than when they came. That's pretty cool. And I think that's what Jesus wants to do today. I think he's saying, hey, just trust me a little bit. You trust me a little bit, I'll meet these needs. I'll meet these needs. And you're gonna leave here with something more something more than maybe you ever would ever, ever showed up or ever could have even imagined. I want to introduce you to the next two teams. Our next two teams are uh, also doing some remarkable things. Our compassion team, our compassion team that's meeting the needs of poverty-stricken kids in places like Haiti and Nicaragua. I've been there, I've seen it, it's, it's remarkable. But also our new thing team, which God is blessing in tremendous ways. They're planting churches just like this one all over, all over the world for people just like you to help them find their way back to God. Here we go. My name is Jim Melton, and I'm the Global Partnerships Director here at Community. The Compassion Team partners with churches in Haiti and Nicaragua. Last year, because of your generosity, Community was able to plant two churches in the poorest areas of Nicaragua. We were able to build a mother-daughter center for our partner churches in Haiti, enabling mothers to keep their babies healthy until the time in which they're able to enter into the Compassion Program. 
we register these mothers, they go to the antenatal, they get more education on how to cater for the baby whilst they are not born. And when these babies are born, they get these vaccinations for them, they weigh them and they know whether their growth is okay. We educate them on series of things that they have to do to get these children alive. Finally, last April, as a church, we sponsored over 400 children. And this means in the six-year history of our partnership, we sponsored over 1,500 children, giving them a chance to escape a life of poverty. My name is Mark Palingra, and I serve as the Church Relations Director for Compassion International. As Compassion moved forward to map out these countries and find the neediest communities within each country, some of the most critical pieces were a lack of churches. We simply cannot reach the children uh, in need without that church partner. Community Christian uh, rose up in their partnership after Haiti and uh, said, we're going to stand in that gap and helped us pioneer the church planting process with the first three church plants in, in the country of Nicaragua. I can still remember the first time uh, visiting the site of the very first church plant uh, and walking into the middle of nowhere. And I was thinking, uh, a church here? What in the world is, what is here? It was probably within a matter of 10 minutes. There were probably about 150 children surrounding us. And we realized there's homes all over the place out, out in this area. Once that church is, is there in the community, establishes relationship with, with people in the community, the next thing that happens is uh, an opportunity to sponsor those children long term. That by far will impact a life more than you can ever know. From my perspective as a church relations director, uh, I deal with a lot of churches. I'm always humbled by uh, the amount of generosity, by uh, people's heart to give outside of themselves, even people's uh, heart to give sacrificially. This is one of the most influential churches in, in the Midwest, and, uh, and so there's a lot of eyes looking here. And how it's attracted other churches and other leaders uh, to say, hey, what's going on over there? Um, we'd like to become a part of this too. Our hope is to continue to work hard to make sure your generosity has its greatest impact. As a church, we have the opportunity to plant another church in one of the poorest areas of Nicaragua, a place where compassion could not be without us. And because of this opportunity, it enables 200 more children to enter into the compassion program. In addition, we would love to put another mother-daughter facility in Haiti for our partner churches there so that even more children could experience the benefits of this program. For anyone who's never considered doing this before, giving to something like this, uh, I would say this is probably one of the most strategic investments that you can make. Helping to reach another community with a church opportunity for people in this community who have no access at all. Not only that, but meeting their basic needs at the same time. My name is Rafael Munguia Narvaez. I have 18 years old, in Managua. Creo que fue un momento en el cual me acerqué más a Dios y pude ver su gloria reflejada en mis estudios, reflejada en las situaciones económicas porque miraba cómo cada día Dios proveía lo necesario en la comida, proveía lo necesario en mis útiles escolares y además de eso miraba de que cada día que avanzaba el tiempo yo podía crecer a como lo hacía Jesús, dice la, dice la palabra, en sabiduría. In conocimiento, in estatura, in tamaño, in todo. We hope that all the benefits and all the great things that we see from our partners in Haiti and Nicaragua are also being felt here by the people who truly make it possible. Thank you, community.
My name is Patrick O'Connell, and I am the global director of New Thing. New Thing is a catalyst for movements of reproducing churches. We start churches just like community all over the world. I'm passionate about starting new churches because I found my way back to God at a New Thing church. And so now I have this opportunity to help others start new churches that help people find their way back to God. And I can't imagine a better way to do life. You know, we talk about reach, restore, and reproduce here at Community. Well, what a better way is there than to start a new church that can be a part of God's restorative efforts in a new community? Since last year's Celebration Generosity, we've been able to do Catalyst communities all over the world. And what a Catalyst community is, we bring leaders together who live in a local community, let's say in a city. So after the Catalyst community is completed, these leaders have a big God-sized dream that requires them, number one, to pray differently, and number two, to collaborate in new ways, help them see a preferred future, be very honest about where they are presently, and then walk them through a deliberate path to get to where God's calling them. My name is Matt Millar. I'm the regional director for Sub-Saharan Africa for New Thing. And we're here in Chihihi, Uganda, working with 20 local churches. And as you see, the pastors behind us are putting plans together. They're writing out their plans right now of how they can plant churches that plant churches that plant churches so that we can help more and more people find their way back to God. My experience in the New Thing Catalyst community has been great. I've learned so much, been blessed, challenged. We will improve a lot in our ministry because uh, the things that we've learned here, I believe, are going to help us to grow in ministry, reach out to the community and expand. I've learned that we need to have a clear picture of where we are going, our vision of the church, where I want it to be the next two years, that I need to train more leaders in the church to help me do the work and move to a clear direction with the mission, with the vision. As a result of New Thing Catalyst Community, I'm dreaming of planting as many um, churches as possible. Planting a church is key and is urgent. Train people, believe in people, see, see that you see gifts in people and bring them up. That's what we did and now we have five churches and we are, we are not sitting anymore, we are planting more churches and with the New Thing leadership trainings that we have, we are going to plant as many churches as possible. None of this will be possible without your support. So thank you for your generosity. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing, for allowing us to help pastors like these to start new churches that reach out to more and more people so that more and more people find their way back to God. We do Catalyst communities all over the world, including Chicago. And we've got about 30 churches working together. These churches cross socioeconomic and racial barriers. The barriers that exist in the city of Chicago that have prevented the church from working together towards accomplishing the Jesus mission. We have been able to work with 1,800 leaders just this year alone from all parts of the world. And those leaders have plans in place, concrete action plans to plant 4,000 new churches. And that is just an idea of what God's gonna do through these Catalyst communities. We accomplished the Jesus mission together, and that's right out of John 17. And Jesus prays for his followers, and one of the things he prays for is unity. Jesus says, the world will know that I am the Messiah, that I have come, that God's plan is underway when you are unified and working together. And New Thing helps that be possible. So going forward, what's clear to us at New Thing 
is that we start and sustain networks of churches that plant new churches. And so as we look to 2019 and 20 and the years ahead, we couldn't do any of this without the prayers and support of those giving to celebration generosity. I can't help but get excited about that and humbled by what God's doing for you.